Today, we're gonna take a closer look at NVIDIA. If you guys are new to this channel, this is the best channel for any semiconductor news, especially those dealing with advanced products and advanced companies like NVIDIA. So what I wanna do today is take a closer look at NVIDIA, but more importantly, a lot of their data center solutions and discussions that they had during their earnings call. I previously did an earnings overview where I took a closer look at everything happening within this company. Like I mentioned today, I really wanna focus into that data center market. We can see as I am recording, the stock is sitting at roughly $456. Year to date, the stock is still dominating up 219%. But I do believe in earlier, after the company reported earnings, we can see the stock kind of gave back those earnings gains and it's kind of sitting at, uh, it's down roughly 10.7% from its earnings high, which I think is pretty insane. Again, let's take a closer look in today's episode. All right, so even though this is mainly focused on the data center, I just want to give a very, very quick overview. Like I mentioned, if you want to see more about this company and a more in-depth on their earnings, make sure to check out my previous video. Uh, but we can see earnings per share were $2.70, which beat expectations by 26%. Revenue was $13.5 billion, which surprised analysts by roughly 20%. Again, analysts were expecting revenue of roughly $11.3 billion. We can see previously uh, when and NVIDIA kind of gave us that guidance. They gave us a guidance of roughly $11 billion. They said, psych, we actually made it 13.5%. Uh, if we could take a closer look at that $13.5 billion, we can see most of that revenue is coming from the data center market. Obviously, thanks to all their AI chips, the H100, the DGX systems, um, and everything else in between from the Ampere line uh, to all the other kind of data center solutions that they have announced and their networking solution. Uh, they also kind of gave us an outlook for quarter four for quarter uh, for quarter three i mean uh, for quarter three they're estimating roughly 16 billion dollars in revenue i think that is insane right so now analysts have upgraded their their projections for nvidia they're kind of now projecting again that 16 billion dollars that nvidia uh, just mentioned but before earnings we can see analysts were expecting somewhere around 12 billion 12.4 billion dollars for quarter three so uh, we can see the huge huge growth uh, and how this company just dominated and dominated uh, analyst expectations. I also wanted to take a closer look at the full year estimation. Uh, for the full year, analysts originally, prior to earnings, were expecting somewhere around $44 billion for the full year. Now analysts are expecting somewhere between $54 billion. So in just one earnings, the comp uh, numerous analysts started to upgrade their, their revenue expectations and on average an extra $10 billion. I believe this is insane. And that's why later this week, or I'm pretty sure tomorrow, I will be taking a closer look at NVIDIA's valuations. There's so many people wondering, hey, why is the market valuing NVIDIA at over $1 trillion uh, at the moment? Uh, I'll definitely kind of cover a lot of that in tomorrow's episode. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned. Uh, before we go and take a closer look at their data center market, I just want to say thank you guys for the support. We hit 27.5 out of nowhere. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I'm trying to hit 30,000 by the end of the year. Um, if you haven't subscribed, make sure to hit the sub button. Uh, if you guys don't know, I'm huge into the semiconductor market, master's degree in electrical engineering. I worked at some amazing, amazing companies, and I just enjoy this industry. So I do have a membership where I have weekly exclusive videos. I also have a Discord channel that just came out. Um, make sure to hit join to kind of get the uh, get that offer there. Um, if you want a special offer for the fool.com, check out fool.com slash Jose. 
Finally, if you want the free newsletter, check out josenaharo.substack.com for my weekly free newsletter. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right, so let's start off with capacity. One of the big things is when developing a lot of these semiconductor solutions, especially the H100, they need to do additional uh, packaging capacity or advanced packaging um, where there is a huge bottleneck. And that's what's really, unfortunately, kind of creating a wall for NVIDIA's revenue. Uh, so if we take a closer look here, they do mention that they have developed and qualified additional capacity and suppliers for key steps in the manufacturing process, such as COWAS. That's supposed to say COWAS a packaging. Uh, and they do expect supply to increase each quarter through next year uh so overall we can see that hey this uh capacity to some extent is still a bottleneck but it is improving and it is improving every quarter which is great news that's why we're seeing the company kind of showcase strong strong revenue guidance uh this quarter and i do believe we're going to see a strong revenue guidance next quarter now if we take a closer look at regions they do mention that data center growth was strongest in the u.s obviously as customers direct their capital investments to ai and accelerated computing China demand was within historical range of 20 to 25 percent of their data center revenue, including compute and networking solutions. So we still have a good, good exposure into the data center, into the Chinese market. They do mention that given the strength of the demand for their products worldwide, they do not anticipate that additional export restrictions restrictions on their data center GPUs, if adopted, would have an immediate material impact on their financial results. I think that is insane. Just listen to that. If there is additional restrictions, if for some reason they cut off China, which is 20 and 25% of their total revenue from um, from uh, uh, more exports, if they complete cut it completely, they still won't have any immediate financial impact um, to their financial results because the demand is so, so high. Uh, and I think that's pretty smart. I do believe what NVIDIA is kind of doing to some extent is obviously they're going to continue to sell to China as much as possible. And what that is doing is... Uh, is kind of creating a nice backlog into those other markets like the United States, like Europe, like Africa, like every place else. So if there is some form of loss in China, they still have this huge, huge backlog from those other regions to fulfill, which won't really impact their overall financial results. They obviously do mention if things like that are implemented, if more restrictions are implemented, it will result in a permanent loss of an opportunity for the U.S. and obviously for NVIDIA. Now, I wanted to take a closer look at a Q&A session. There was an analyst who kind of wanted to see, hey, how much incremental supply do you expect to come online in the next year or so, right? We're kind of hearing a little bit more of this capacity. And the overall CFO mentions that, yes, we do expect to continue increasing, ramping our supply over the next quarter, as well as into next fiscal year. In terms of percentage, that's not something that we have here. Uh, so right off the bat, they are saying that, look, yo, capacity is improvement. That's all you need to know and we're very very bullish in the long term of things 
All right, so now what I want to do is take a closer look at their data center products and, and any updates that we have there. Uh, the first thing we do have is they do mention that the L40S is not limited to that Kowa supply or that we were just talking about, that advanced packaging, and is shipping to world-leading server system makers. They do mention that the L40S is a universal data center processor designed for a high-volume data center scaling out. Um, and then somebody was asking, hey, I have a question on the cool list of the L40S that you guys talked about. Any idea of how much of the supply tightness can the L40S help out with? Um, and just a quick, uh, for those that are not familiar with the L40S, this is the L40S that they recently announced. Uh, and I've, I've talked about this in the in previous episodes. The great thing about the L40S is it does use the same architecture or chipset as NVIDIA's gaming chips or their high-tier gaming chips. And for that reason, um, the L40S is one that they can produce a lot faster and they probably are able to, hey, look, we have too many um, gaming chips at the moment. Let's kind of repurpose them for data center. And I think that was a pretty crazy good move. Um, uh, Jensen did kind of respond a little bit about the L40S and they really mentioned that the L40S is a really designed for a different type of application. The H100 is designed for large scale language models and processing just very large models and a great deal of data. And that's not the L40's focus. The L40's focus is to be able to fine tune models, fine tune pre-tained models and do it incredibly well. Uh, so it's not like NVIDIA stepping on their toes. They, there's so many different processes with different processes here with machine learning uh, and large language models and artificial intelligence that they all hit a different aspect and the L40S is hitting a different market that obviously can help out with their data center growth. Um, next they also talked about their Grace Hopper the GH200 they do mention it entered full production and will be available this quarter in OEM servers. Here we have a picture of the GH200. Uh, let me see if I can zoom out a little bit just so we can see it a little bit better. Uh, but overall, the GH200 will start production. I do believe that's also going to be a nice revenue growth booster. Uh, within the GH200 or this Grace Hopper uh, 200 super chip, they are creating DGXs, which are like the super pods. And they do mention that DGX GH200 systems are expected to be available by the end of the year. Google Cloud, Meta, and Microsoft are among the first to gain access. I think that is insane that now uh, NVIDIA is really entering here in this kind of Grace Hopper CPU, GPU combo and is entering already with the big players like cloud like meta like microsoft uh, and here's a pretty cool image of the dgx gh200 um, next they also talked a little bit about their networking solution they do mention um, that infinite band is the only solution that can scale to hundreds of thousands of gpus uh, and that's getting great traction they also mentioned that they announced the nvidia spectrum x which is also seeing some great moves and next their bluefield 3 dpu is a major success it is in qualification with major oems and ramping across multiple cloud server providers and consumer internet companies for those not familiar this is the bluefield 3 dpu and this is NVIDIA Spectrum X. Um, they do, uh, there was an analyst that asked, hey, can you talk about the attach rate of your networking solutions? Um, and they do mention that, hey, Jen Jensen mentioned, hey, look, we kind of give flexibility to our customers. They don't necessarily have to go with our solutions when it comes to networking side. But obviously, if you're buying thousands of GPUs and you want them all working like one super brain, 
Infinite Band is, you know, he hates to say it, a kind of a no-brainer because it's the only solution that really helps with kind of that market. Um, outside of the networking, they also talked a little bit about their software side. They do mention that their data center products include a significant amount of software and complexity, which also helps drive our gross margins. And they did mention that their gross margins are now in the 70%. I think that is insane for a hardware company. Uh, for those that are not familiar, NVIDIA has like the NVIDIA AI Enterprise, which they charge a kind of subscription base. Um, next, I wanted to take a closer look at another question here. Um, they were wondering if NVIDIA could share a little bit more information on how much in the data center quarter may be systems like the GPU um, or just like the DGX systems. Uh, and they do mention that within the quarter, their HGX systems are very, our DGX systems are very, very significant part of their data center as well as their data center growth that they have seen. Uh, for those that are not familiar, NVIDIA has these kind of systems, the DGX H100, uh, which are pretty much just small supercomputers already being able to purchase. They come with eight NVIDIA H100s um, with dual core, with dual uh, Xeon uh, CPUs, with NVIDIA switches, with NVIDIA other forms of networking solutions. So that's for the new generation, the H100. Their previous generation was the Ampere line, and the Ampere line are also selling out the DGX A100, which comes with eight NVIDIA A100 GPUs, and this one comes with AMD's um, third generation Epic Core uh, processor. So they're seeing good traction in both those moves. Now, the final thing I wanted to take a closer look at is guidance and long-term outlook. Uh, and what we have here from NVIDIA, they do mention that, hey, let me turn to the outlook for the third quarter of fiscal 2024. Demand for their data center platform for AI is tremendous and broad-based across industries and customers. And their demand visibility extends into next year. I think that is insane. And their supply over the next several quarters will continue to ramp as they lower cycle times and work with their supply partners. They also mentioned that additionally, the new L40S GPU, which I have been talking about for the past few weeks since it's been released, will address the growing demand for many types of workloads from cloud to enterprise. Um, there was a question that, hey, Jensen, the question is for you, is when we look at the overall hyperscaler spending, that pie is not really growing that much. So what is giving you the confidence that they can continue to carve out more of that pie for generative AI? And for those that haven't seen, for example, big cloud server providers like Microsoft, like Amazon, like uh, Google, they are not increasing their capital expenditure too much uh, in the data center market. It is increasing a little bit, but the increasement is not so huge. What's end up happening right now is actually most of that data center uh, capital expenditure is just going into things like GPUs. So this guy's asking, hey, look, a lot of companies are spending so much money right now in AI. Um, when is this going to stop growing? And Jensen came out with this pretty cool thing that he mentions that right now, the world has roughly $1 trillion worth of data centers installed in the cloud. And they do mention most of those are unaccelerated. They're just CPU-based CPU uh, data centers. So what's happening right now is most companies, they're like, hey, look, we have all these data centers. We already have all these CPUs. We already have all these products. Now we have this $1 trillion worth of data centers that we want to accelerate. And the main reason that acceleration is happening is through for two things. Um, accelerate computing in cost effectiveness is better. And second, obviously, generative AI. Uh, so right now, 
they do mention that there's about $1 trillion worth of data center. Call it a quarter of a trillion dollars of capital spent each year. Um, you're seeing that data centers around the world are taking that capital spent and focusing it on two most important trends of computing today, accelerated computing and generative AI. So I think that this is not, this is not a near-term thing. This is a long-term industry transition, and we're seeing these two platform shifts happening at the same time. Uh, so there, in, in forms of Jensen, obviously he is the CEO of this company, so he has to give a huge bullish trend and a huge kind of bullish push for their products. But Jensen says that this is not a short-term thing. This is going to continue, especially as companies still have trillion-dollar worth of data centers to accelerate. Um, there was a final question asking, are you talking about um, when you're talking about visibility extending and to next year, do you have a line of sight into when you'll get to see supply demand equilibrium here? Um, and Jensen just mentioned, yes, we have excellent visibility through the year and into next year. And we're already planning the next generation infrastructures with leading cloud server providers and data center. Um, they do mention that the easiest way to think about the man is the world is transitioning from general purpose computing to accelerated computing. Right off the bat, that's saying that, hey, look, there's too much demand right now. We don't see it dying down anytime soon. Um, so I, I, that's all I have for you guys in today's episode. I think we took a closer look at a lot of things. I really like going over this product update. Obviously, we took a look at the capacity and the exposure to China and then obviously that long-term outlook. So if you guys enjoyed the episode, make sure to hit the thumbs up, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Like I mentioned later this week, I will or, or tomorrow I will be doing more of a valuation on Nvidia. And if you want to learn more about the semiconductor market, make sure to hit that join on that membership program. So take care, have a good day and see you next time.